60th episode of This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of all news, information, technical difficulties, and New York Comic Conning. Uh, I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M, Executive Editorial Director for Marvel's Digital Media Group, joined by... Ben Morse, Associate Editor of Marvel.com, joined by over there... I'm Blake Garris, associate producer of Marvel.com. Blake. That's what he would normally say. He's, yeah. he's fixing show, the show audio the right feed now. Show real quick. He's, he's, he's working. He's working. You want to come on? Oh, uh, yeah. Come, come on. on. Right show quick. that handsome face. There he is. See? And I'm joined by associate producer Blake Garris. Oh, that's kind of what you said. Thank you. <laughs> and, yeah. So for those of you who are just watching on the live stream, or if you've never listened before and you decided to start on with a nice round number like 50. Yep. This is the official Marvel podcast of everything. So we're going to cover comics, digital, and print. We're going to cover movies. We're going to cover video games. We're going to cover toys. You know what we didn't do? Yep. yep. You just, at the same exact time, we realized we don't have our questions. We don't have our uh, list of news. We don't have our all our other stuff because we're so yeah. focused. Usually we have a little outline, a little script, if you will, which tells us every print comic, every digital comic, every trade, all that, all our news like, we're not, we don't improv all this. We don't make it up out of thin air. No. But we'll do our best. Yeah. We'll just, you know, we have the internet here. We have tweeters. We'll, we'll see what we can do with it. Yeah. But this is where Ryan usually said, well, let's go right into the print comics on sale this week. Ben, why don't we start with you? He's like uncanny how good he is. So, Avengers number 31. This is the beginning of End Times, which I've actually been really looking forward to this. This is Brian Michael Bendis' final arc on Avengers after... I believe he's been on the book for eight years. He's written hundreds of Avengers issues, more Avengers issues than anybody else. And, you know, through all the excitement of ADX, through all the big stuff coming up with Marvel now, I've really been looking forward to seeing how guys like Bendis, like Brubaker, like Hickman, like Fraction, are going to wind down their big runs and how they're going to tie back to the beginning. This is a great start. Uh, it's got art by both Mike Mayhew and Brandon Peterson, who are two guys who have co- cool kind of like digital photorealistic styles, so they mesh very well. And it's just, it's the day in the life of the Avengers after ADX just went down. It is the Avengers waking up and figuring out, okay, we just went through another world-bending crisis. What do we do next? Specifically, Captain America, Iron Man, Hawkeye, Spider-Woman, Spider-Man. That's on one side. So the Avengers are kind of coming to terms. And they're also dealing with the fallout that Brian's been building up through his entire last couple years of Avengers, where the world doesn't trust the Avengers as much as they used to. Uh, a lot of things have taken them down a peg, whether it was how fear itself was handled. Wonder Man, who shows up in this issue again, coming through with his accusations. The world does not hold the Avengers in the same favor. So Captain America, it's really starting to weigh on him. And he's starting to figure out how he's going to win the trust back, or is that something that can even be done? At the same time, in the microverse, in inner space, we have a mysterious masked hero. I know what's going on. No, no, I, know, I, I read. I read ahead too. I read ahead too. I know what's going on. I know, dude. Secrets. I, 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 it's someone being chased by a bunch of aliens. You don't really know what's going on. Just like this is a figure who knows the Avengers, who is important to the Avengers, and they are trying to get in touch with the Avengers. And the issue ends on a big cliffhanger that was so big that I've, I don't, I don't do this as much as I used to. But I actually went to our PDFs and like looked what's coming next because I got to know, and it's super cool. But this is a great kickoff to End Times, which is going to be running through both Avengers and New Avengers this month as well as next month, bringing Brian Bendis's Avengers run to a close. And it's an appropriately epic send-off where he's going to touch on all the big characters he's dealt with, all the big themes. It's going to bring it to a very cool little bow. Yes. Uh, over in Avenging Spider-Man number 13, we've got a uh, second part 
of the story that features Deadpool and Hypno Hustler. Oh yeah, Hypno Dude, Hustler of all Winter Squad fans. Seriously, guys, I freaking love. This is crazy. This, this came out of nowhere. These these yeah. creators are Kevin Shinnick, who I think yep. is actually here this weekend. Yep. Um, Mad, he works on, on Mad TV. TV. And, well, uh, not Mad TV, like the sketch comedy show. No. The Mad show that is currently running on Cartoon Network. And he works on a stop-motion animation show in the same vein as Marvel Super Heroes What the? Yeah, yeah. Inspired by yeah. Marvel good, Super Heroes What Good the. stuff. Nice yeah. kids. To, they're yeah. doing it. And this Aaron Cooter guy is also fantastic. Just Aaron Cooter man. has been blowing me away these past two months with his art in this in this book. I don't even understand it. Like, I just... It's a, I threw oh, that wow. issue to the ground. So that's something you see. That's what Ryan does with John. John has actually seen. John has never seen our podcast before, so he doesn't know the damage that Ryan does to his comics. I may crumble them up into little piles. Once in a while, he gets really upset. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Avengers Spider-Man was a great. Todd, issue. you can stop shaking your head. Can you pass that comic to me? I'm keeping it. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so we 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 love this issue. Deadpool, amazing in it. Hypno Hustler, amazing in it. It's really, really fun. Super funny. Great twists, great turns. And seriously, the art is going to blow you away. Pick up the first part in number 12 if you haven't read that yet, but make sure you don't sleep on this I issue. I like how we see, I don't know, we can't, we can't really see it, but you can see there's a corner, there's a Deadpool Wow logo. Is there? Yeah. Look, Where? Deadpool Wow. Oh, I, I totally missed that. That's very cool. That is fantastic. Before Ryan gets to his next issue, I want to remind you guys, if you're watching us and the audio is one or two seconds off, we're aware, we're working on it, we've heard you, and we're going to do our best. But bear with us, and we'll still try to give you a cool video audio experience. That's awesome. Uh, Over to you. We've got some tweets coming in. All we're right, going to do this right, a little bit right. differently this episode because wow. uh, we've got this interactivity, this live factor right now. So I was not briefed on this. Yep. Okay. Cat uh, Howard, who is at... Saskia105 tweeted watching Marvel Live, Marvel NYCC, 50th episode. Very Thank cool. you for watching. Uh, we appreciate that. We'll get to some more as we go through. And Squirrel Boy, a.k.a. at Dirty Lash. No, we cannot get Stromy on this episode, unfortunately, yeah, because he's not here. That's the tricky part. You guys don't realize this, but Stromy works in L.A., which he does. You should realize because he mentions it every, every time. Episode. We do have his intern, Christina, here. Maybe we'll bring her in during Christ the Stromy yeah, 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 part yeah, yeah. of yeah. the show. She can fake Stromy it up. Oh, yeah. Great. I'm All right, sorry, so that over to ABX Consequences, number oh, one. Oh, man, I love this issue. This is so good, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So, <laughs> what? It's great. No, it just, I was like, mm, just. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking about because we're going to have Kieran Gillen here later this week on Marvel Live. Yep. I'm just going to punch him and hug him and. Yeah, all that. All that stuff. So you've read AVX, you've read all 12 issues, you've read AVX versus those six issues. Was it six or eight? It was six, right? Six. Six. Uh, you've read all the tie-ins. This is really important because Consequences is the epilogue to the entire AVX saga and really gets us into what is coming for Marvel now. So it's really important. You can see on the cover, you've got Cyclops battered, beaten, and bruised down on the ground, and that obviously... Spoiler alert, that's how AVX sort of ends. It's amazing. I mean, the X office has done a great job making Cyclops a fully realized character yeah. more than ever before in the last few years, but I can't believe how interested I am in Cyclops right now. And yeah. this is coming from a guy who, I, you know, I was always more into the other X-Men. I was like, Cyclops is cool. You know, he's the leader. Um, my, my buddy Jordan, who voices Cyclops on Marvel Super Heroes, what the, would always say how Cyclops is the best character, and I always make fun of him. Um, As well you should. Yeah, and he would, and he, I remember because we went and saw... X-Men 2 in the theaters, and he wore his red sunglasses inside, and I was like, what is this what terrible? Is and X-Men 2 is the one where Cyclops basically gets knocked out 10 minutes into the movie, and then comes back mind-controlled at the end. You know. So he was just so disgusted, he threw his glasses yes. on the floor. So this story is not relevant to how great this issue is. Yeah, so it's written by Kieran Gillen, 
art by Tom Rainey, really terrific. You get a lot of great moments, uh, various characters interacting with each other. Uh, you've got Iron Man and Captain Marvel together. Yeah. You've got lots of Wolverine stuff, lots of Cyclops stuff, lots of Captain America stuff, and that sort of sort of leads you through the entire book. It but really tees up kind of the Marvel Now status quo in yeah. a lot of ways because we're seeing a new world in where mutants are hated and feared in a whole different way. They're back. They're not on the verge of extinction anymore. And you've got Cyclops, this face of the mutant population who has done a terrible thing. Uh, he's murdered one of the most beloved members of his, of his race. And we see how upset Wolverine is. We see Captain America starting to make his plans to fix it. See what's next for hope. Yeah. See a lot of stuff. So if you're getting ready for Marvel now, if you enjoyed the AVX, this is a perfect, just nice little bridge from one to the other. Totally. We want to remind you guys that you can send questions to us to answer on the show throughout the weekend using the hashtag MarvelNYCC. In addition to the hashtag This Week in Marvel questions that you can send throughout, we're going to filter and comb through all of them as we get through the rest of the evening. Um, and again, the audio problems, if you're still experiencing them, we're, we're working on them as best we can. Yeah. Blake Garrish just came back in the room, which tells me the audio problems are well on their way to being fixed. Totally. Blake's anyone... on the case. All right. Over in Captain America, number 18, speaking of winding down runs as we move into Marvel Now. This was by Ed Brubaker, co-written by Cullen Bunn, with great art by Scott Eaton, who is one of the most underrated artists out there right now. I dig him a lot. It's the final part of New World Orders, and it is the finale of Cap, Sharon Carter, Dum Dum Dugan, Falcon, Diamondback, going up against the Discordians, and finally cutting to the forces behind them, which include Baron Zemo, codenamed Bravo, Queen Hydra. It is, again, a culmination of what Ed has been doing for the last couple years. It's Captain America coming into conflict both physically and morally with one of my favorite new villains from the last couple years, if he is even a villain, codenamed Bravo, the man who just wants America to be the way it used to be. America. America. Back when it was pure and simple. Sharon Carter has an awesome fight against Baron Zemo, where she totally holds her own and shows why she's one of the most kick-ass Marvel superheroines out there. Actually, she's one of the most kick-ass heroes out there. She's Period. awesome. She's awesome. Uh, a lot of great stuff. It's Cap backed up against the corner like we've never really seen him before because he does not have the people on his side. Kind of echoes what's going on in Avengers. And it's how does Cap get out of this going into the final issue of Ed Brubaker's epic Captain America run. Totally. Very cool stuff. You're still, next again. You're, you're again. again. We were so excited for this one. This is Deadpool number 62, written by Daniel Way, art by Ali Garza, featuring T Ray, but more importantly, who else is it featured, Ryan? Slayback. That's right. Slayback is back for the first Jack. time in like 20 or 30 years. Easily. 20. Because we're not in our 40s. I, I really don't know if he showed up in any other books aside from when Joe Mad drew him in right. the first series. Yeah, Slayback is this rival of Deadpool who has crazy extending cyborg limbs and stuff. He was he was he was in a Deadpool miniseries when we were kids. Circle Chase. The Circle Chase. The first one. The first one. Uh, that was the one written by Fabian Cieza. Or Mark Wade. It's either That's Fabian Cieza or Mark. Mark Wade. did the first one. It was Mark Wade and Joe Mad on the first one, and then it was. Maybe you see Ian Churchill, Churchill on the second one. Right here. But, Brain knowledge. Um, this is awesome. It's Slayback and T-Ray, two of Deadpool's most implacable foes. Coming back, they've been recruited by Agent Kemp, whose backstory we learned last issue. And basically, she is trying to train them to take down Deadpool. At the same time, Deadpool is starting to realize, uh, as 
I don't know, I, I guess, you know, it takes Deadpool a long time to figure stuff out, that the bad guy he was once upon a time, yeah. uh, he has to do more than he's been doing to make amends, or he needs to just drop it and kind of move on. It's been a lot of what Daniel Wade's been working on in the Deadpool book. And again, this is another penultimate issue. Uh, this is the second to last issue of Daniel Way's Deadpool run. So it's Deadpool figuring out what he's going to do with his life, what he's going to do to either make amends or give up, even as two of his worst enemies are coming after him. So it looks like the next issue is going to be a great fight, great throwdown between all three of them. And Taskmaster's involved as well. I love so Taskmaster. Bingo, bango. Bingo, bango, indeed. All right, up next we have Fantastic Four number 611, not the penultimate issue. The, ultimate, the, the final. It's the ultimate the issue. The it. The final issue of the series. Obviously, if you are caught up on Marvel Now, we will have Fantastic Four NFF starting over with new number ones as part of Marvel Now. Really exciting stuff. Written by Matt Fraction, art by Mark Bagley, and uh, Mike Allred. On Mike that Allred. That. Thank you. Uh, and in this one, you've got Jonathan Hickman's final Fantastic Four issue. This one's a doozy. Yes, and drawn by Ryan Stegman, colored sure. by Paul Mount. Yeah, Ryan Stegman, who is a villain. Monster. A, a villain among villains. Yeah. He is Doctor Doom level. He really makes other bad guys look good. Yep. So in this issue, it's very much a Doom-centric issue. You've got... This is a like a Doom fantasy, man. Go on. Yeah, it's a... You've got Doom sort of getting what he wanted. Yeah, that's what way. I meant when I said it's a Doom. Yeah, no, I took it to the next level. Go on. It's terrific. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, and you get Valeria Richards up to some crazy yeah. shenanigans. Val is so great, whether yeah. she's tiny, whether this she's This is older. adult Val, yeah. but you, oh man, her machinations. You she's know? great. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's if true. you've been listening to the podcast, I love this series so much. Yeah. I'm sad to see Jonathan's run end, but I'm excited for what Matt and company will do but they uh they go out with a, a good run and yeah. ff there's it's continued one more, yeah there's one more episode more. of ff coming issue sorry say episode yeah it sounds very british hello i like that put an older shrimp on the body second time you've done that today still not right first x-men number three written by neil adams with christos gate drawn by neil adams and this the craziness continues here wolverine and Sabretooth are trying to Rescue Mutants. This is set before the X-Men exists, before Xavier brings the X-Men together, before Magneto brings the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants together. This is in continuity. What Wolverine and Sabretooth did before anyone had heard of the X-Men. It's like the first class. Yeah, the first first class of X-Men, if you will. I will. And we're seeing all the young mutants that Logan and Sabretooth up to craziness. Sabretooth getting into a Nigh inappropriate nope. relationship. Not touching that one. Yeah. All right. So Sabretooth and a you know of of a technically of age as they point out a younger woman, an eighteen year old, and they have an interesting run. I was actually kind of touched by it. It's a different side of Sabretooth. Wolverine's doing his thing. They're going off. They're fighting people. They're rescuing Yeti's brother. They are getting played by the government. You get to see Fred Duncan from the old X Men issues. You get to see a lot of cool fun trivia pieces of X Men come together. But really, the draw is just seeing Neil Adams. Go to town on art. So the man cool. can draw like no other. Seriously. His splash pages, his action pages just blow up like crazy. Yeah. And oh, this is the issue where we get what we've been waiting for. Hobo Submariner. Hobo, Hobo Submariner is in this issue and he fights over in Sabretooth when he was a homeless drunk who didn't know what he was doing and it is awesome. So we have uh, Vice President. Uh, no, we have Vice President John Cerilli on the other side giving us, you know, directions and right, stuff this like is that. What happens? Uh, he says, "Coming up next, I'm interviewing Justin Ishmael from Mondo." But no, 
we're going. This is this is this week in Marvel. This episode yeah. goes until it's over. There is no question mark yeah. on the minutes. There is no stopping yeah. to it. If we'll some, show all that other stuff. If someone wanders in, they are part of the yeah. show. But from now on, we're going. Yeah. We're live. We're taking it home. John does not know how to deal with this. Yeah. He's because when John's working at Marvel Live, he like his whiteboard. He's just like a little, he's a tyrant. Yes. You know, he rules absolutely. And now we've never questioned him like this. This is this week in Marvel, though. And this, this is, is yeah, our this territory. This is our show. Yeah. That John lets us do. Getting taken in the Um and. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Usually, because usually by Sunday he'll stop paying attention to what we're doing, yeah. and that's like when we can do whatever yeah. we want. But this is Thursday. We're off the rails already. It's great. Yeah, so uh, I can only imagine what it's going to be. Getting like to a couple of tweets I see come in at Lex Pendragon, who is a frequent commenter and listener of the podcast, says, "Are we using this week in Marvel or Marvel NYCC for the hashtag? Either one. Yeah, I'm we'll right now looking at Marvel NYCC." But I will jump over to this week in Marvel. I'm going to go back and forth. I'm also looking at my mentions because some people forget the hashtags. There's all kinds of stuff. If, per se, someone had another iPad that I could have here, which showed the other feed, I would look at that simultaneously, side by side. But right. seeing as I'm the only person who brought their iPad That was here, a very good way to question the room yep. and kind of guilt trip them without directing. That's what I do. It was very nice. I learned it very well from a uh, good guilt trip and family. So... First up, we, next up, we've got Invincible Iron Man number 526. Another penultimate issue. This is like penultimate issue week. It's like a dream. Yeah, this is everything we've hoped for. And yeah, we've, this is what we've been building TV. This yeah. is why it's our silver anniversary. But I, what, what's really incredible is Matt Fraction, Salvador DeLoke, Salvador LaRocca, Frank you can't, edit. you can't edit this now because nah. usually he edits this because Ryan mispronounces names like all the time. All the time. And usually we scratch it out. We, oh. Well, we hope that Blake I'm and so, Jason edit those. I'm so glad the world finally knows yeah, we, we that put you our don't trust. know how to pronounce anyone's name. We put our trust in these guys, but you know, this creative team has been going on uh, for, for years now. I mean, this is what? Five, four years right. they've been working on this. They've been going, yeah, because since the first Iron Man movie. So this is like, yeah, four it's, or five it's incredible. Years of they've had a great run. You know, you've got Tony Stark working with Ezekiel Stane and some of his other rogues to take down the Mandarin. Right. Huge, big, epic, big action, man. It's Super awesome. duper. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. So I don't even want to, I don't want to say anything more about this, but it has, it has a really, <laughs> very satisfying ending yeah. to this. It makes you feel good. It, yeah, I was like, Warms All the right. cockles of your heart. Yeah, well, nothing can touch those. those it's cockles. been scientifically proven. Right. Those cockles right. are bound in uh, chains. Right. But this was terrific, and we've got one more Invincible Iron Man before That's Karen Gillan yeah. and Greg Land so jump on the Iron Man bandwagon. I have just been informed by John Cirilli that uh, your 50th anniversary is actually your gold anniversary. Should have known, because I usually always defer to John in any matters over 40 years. So for the future, I will Sick definitely burn, ask him yeah. that. Sick Live burn. Yeah, sick live burn. Slive burn. Thank you for that, John. Up next, we've got Marvel Universe. Look at this. Watch this. No, don't touch it. We've got Marvel Universe versus the Avengers, number one. Look at that. I don't even care. You see? Guys, comics are for reading. This is what we talk about every week. You are to read your comics. You're to enjoy your comics. Don't worry about oh, keeping them pristine. Um, what, what is that? I don't good. even... I can't, John, I can't help, help it. It's sec. just... It's like this. So... Just keep poking the bear. I'm going to keep poking, poking the bear. The bear. Well, it's written by Jonathan Mayberry, art by Leandro Fernandez, and Lee Lowridge. Great colors on this book. Yeah, really good. And then we were talking about him before, the uh, cover artist. Oh, yeah. What? Who were we talking about before? I, I thought we said... Oh, it's Aaron Cooter did yes. the colors? I, I didn't know I was trying to tee that. something up. Aaron Sorry. Cooter did the art on the cover. He's doing the covers for this entire series. They look awesome. Really 
Oh, yeah, so good. I love I love uh, Marvel Universe versus Hulk. Yeah, he I, is he's fantastic. Yeah, but this is depressing as hell. This was awesome though. You're open to the first page. And I remembered like this is basically a Hawkeye book, and it's fantastic. Yeah, no, it, it's incredible, but it's one of those books. And for those of you who listen to the podcast every week. They are, there are some really good books that really weigh heavily on you because these are characters that you've grown up, you love, and to watch them get killed, yep. murdered, butchered, yep. things, terrible things happen to them, it, it, it's rough. It can get very difficult, but this is incredible. These are very intense horror stories, this entire you know versus line that yep. we've been doing, Marvel Universe versus, or Punisher, Deadpool versus Punisher. Marvel Universe versus Wolverine. Yeah, it, this is incredible. I... I this is definitely up there in one of my picks of the week. I was going to say, the thing I really loved about this is, I know Jonathan Mayberry, when he first talked to us about it, talked about how excited he was to do it from Hawkeye's point of view. Yep. And, man, this guy gets Hawkeye, but, like, in a completely different way. Yeah. Having the whole, the whole issue is told from Hawkeye's inner monologue. Oh. You, you, you see people talking on, in front of him, but it's all Hawkeye saying stuff. And it's Hawkeye explaining how only certain Avengers get him yep. uh, because he, at the end of the day, um, does not have superpowers. He's a guy with a bow and an arrow just trying to figure out how to survive yeah. and how he, you know, he married an Avenger. He's friends with an Avenger, yeah, but he's not really completely we'll part of the Avengers. Right he talks now. about how only some of the Avengers get that, Wolverine, yep. uh, some yeah, of the other guys. Right there, but him kind of just stalking his way through the series, just being like kind of precision just like razor focus like this is what needs to be done one foot in front of the other talks about how the quips and the sarcastic remarks he makes are covering the fact that he's terrified all the time i i could go on when i can yes. go on that means it's a good book and it's really good a book. really good insight into hawkeye really good horror action story. yeah before we jump to the next one uh at lucas underscore ackerman says you are losing respect for me with your mishandling of the comics lucas you know what Acker lucas i'll take it i don't care what you know what else lucas ackerman's gonna rain comics oh boy Lucas Ackerman, you are losing respect for me from the fact that you misspelled losing. Boom. You spelled it with two O's. That's loosing. I'm going to pick up the comments. It's loosing respect. What is, that doesn't mean anything. Now, now, now. What? You were just yelling. Oh, come on. All right. We're back. We're back. We're back on board. We're back. We're going into Marvel now. We're joining the revolution with Red She-Hulk, number 58. Creative team of Jeff Parker writing, Carlo Pagulayan doing art along with Wellington Alves and the colors of Val Staples. This is cool. This is picking up somewhat where the Red Hulk series left yep. up, but Red She-Hulk, who is an awesome character in her own right, finally gets the spotlight, and she just smashes in mm -hmm. to this military, exper military experiment and uh, basically tells everyone there why it's a terrible idea. People are trying to re basically recreate super soldiers. Red She-Hulk smashes it up, and then we get the Avengers are now coming after Red She-Hulk, not necessarily because they want to, but because the government's kind of leaning on them. We had a cool new design, the Machine Man. We get a great new setup where Red She-Hulk, Betty Ross, this woman who was, you know, victimized for years. Yeah. She was just the the, the girlfriend, wife, who got tormented by Bruce Banner's monster. She is now kind of giving back. She's saying, all right, I'm going to make things right. I'm going to do things, and I don't really care who gets in my way. And she is a fascinating Hulk. Totally. Different kind of Hulk. Very yes. cool. Uh, coming up soon, we're going we're gonna to throw our format out the window because John is trying to... Uh, be the dictator that he is. We have Jerome Gonyu from uh, HeroClix coming up to talk about some games and some fun stuff. Uh, so we're going to interject that into our This Week in Marvel. Think about like if we did a This Week in Marvel point five where we interview people jammed into a normal This Week in Marvel because it's the 50th and it's live and it's on video and you can see us 
and you can hear us and your hands like a fire hydrant, a fire hydrant. with the energy just They're flowing out of your fingers. Tense. You can't squeeze these fingers together, and yeah, we'll have a, we'll have a guest in a little while. Yeah. Uh, so up next we have Scarlet Spider, number 10. The, I believe this is yeah, second part. Part two. Part two of Minimum Carnage, part the book that is making Tom Brennan cry on yeah. a daily basis. It's it's amazing. This it's, I have to congratulate Chris Yost, Colin Bunn, everyone involved in this crossover because despite Tom Brennan, it's really been good. It's been great. And if you can get out of the editorial tyranny of Tom Brennan and actually produce something wonderful, yeah. I mean, yeah. kudos to you. Kudos to kudos you. Kudos to you because you're definitely doing it by yourself. Yeah. It's the definition of working without a net. You guys, I, I hope if you are a Venom fan that you are picking up Scarlet Spider for the first time. And, and There's some really cool Venom stuff in this book. But I mean, I, th I think if you're following this crossover because you don't want to miss a, a part of it and you've been reading Venom, and you're like, all right, I have to pick up Scarlet Spider. I don't want to miss any part of the story. And then you're like, holy cow, Scarlet Spider is terrific. This character is amazing. Right. Yes. And vice versa, if you have been reading Scarlet Spider but haven't been reading Venom, you're going to get this other character, this great stuff, great character moments. Awesome battles, great banter between the two of them. Banter. I, you know, I've said for a while. I love the fact that we have two guys who are one or two degrees removed from Spider-Man now, yeah. and now they're interacting. And the stuff that happens with Venom in this book is so, it's so cool. Yep. Um, and the stuff that happens with Carnage is cool too. Also, shout out to my boy Arcturus Rand. Oh yeah, man! Arcturus Ran shows up with Marionette and all the. We can't call them legally what they really nope, are. No, the Microns. Yeah, the Microns. They are the Microns. As they've always been since the 70s. Yes. As far as I know. As you know them and love them. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to pause. Pause it. Go into the comics right now. We're going to bring on our special guest. going to roll right into it. Who's, yeah, we're going to roll gonna right into it. I'm going to hand my microphone over and we just yeah, conduct this. We will. Uh, we uh, you know, as we, once we finish that part, we'll come back. We've got Secret uh, Invasion. Yeah. If I don't, if I, Secret, Secret Avengers. Yeah, we've got Secret, Secret Invasion. Secret Avengers, Space Punisher. We've got a whole bunch of other books. Uncanny Avengers, if you need a reason to stick around, as if you did, you shouldn't. Uncanny Avengers, first issue this week. But I am going to hand over my microphone to Jerome. Uh, if I don't come back, that's because I am the victim of all the comments we made about John earlier. And tell my wife that I loved her. You had a good run. Thanks, Ben. All right. Jerome, welcome. Good evening. Thank you. How's it going? Very well, thank uh, you. So we're here to talk about Heroclix. Talk to us a little bit about Heroclix. So Heroclix is a tabletop miniatures game that is uh, comic book based where you can play as your favorite hero or villains and uh, against one or more opponents and uh, see who can uh, win the day. Let me tell you something. In the early to mid 2000s, I had a, a, a sick addiction, like a really <laughs> bad addiction to Heroclix. Hundreds of dollars spent. I have boxes of Heroclix and I now I've, I've sort of but I've come to grips with it, and I'll once in a while be like, I kind of need that. I need, I need that. You need that that fix. elite figure. I need yeah. that that special one here and there. But it's gotten a lot better. But then we we started. We've got the we have the tab app. We have all the the new waves of hero clicks. I mean, so many different ways that you can enjoy hero clicks. It's really cool. Absolutely. How, how Absolutely. long have you been with the brand? I've been with the brand off and on for a few years. Uh -huh. I've been in-house in the office as the marketing and product manager for HeroClix for the last year, Great. as of actually a week ago. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I've been a longtime fan and player of the game as well uh, for the 10 years that it's been been yeah. around and a longtime comic book fan, sure. so the marriage was, was pretty obvious. Totally. Now let me ask you something, because when I played it heavily with my friends, we were all sick into it, we just made up our own rules. Because <laughs> the rules were there, we were like, okay, that's cool. But I really just want to destroy 
Absolutely. We want to destroy each other. Do you get a lot of that from the fans? Do you how do you know? Do you talk to the fans about how they play the game? Oh, totally. And actually, at every show that that we put ourselves in front of the fans and even some of the retailers that yep. run events, they'll they're always eager to tell us about the the house rules that they incorporate into their That's games. That's cool. Uh, how they want to play it, and we say, hey, you know, we provide the framework and the foundation, but what you guys want to do is how you want to do it. We're not going to come to your store or your house and wag our finger at you and say you're doing it wrong or anything <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, guys, for those of you watching, this is Marvel Live at New York Comic Con 2012. I'm sure you understand that. If you have any questions, any comments, any tweets about HeroClix, send them to us now while we have Jerome on the show. Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about the new product, new characters, new waves that you guys have been doing for Marvel on HeroClix. Absolutely, Ryan. Well, I got to say, uh, this year, 2012, we've been celebrating the 10th anniversary of HeroClix. It's insane. I... Uh, it's it's been a crazy, crazy ride. And uh, the last year, we introduced uh, uh, Tab App, which is the uh, the new interactive property that we have with a free iPad application download. Uh, the figures all unlock different comic-based scenarios that are unique to their character, and you play through, you get cutscenes, storylines, everything. And uh, the first two packs, Wolverine and the X-Men and the Marvel superheroes with Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man are just the tip of the iceberg for TabBap. We have cool. some very exciting things planned for that brand in 2013. That's awesome. And then uh, also coming up, we have a Wolverine and the X-Men set slated for uh, for June of uh, 2013, which is going to introduce a whole new concept to the game of HeroClix called Team Bases, yeah. where you'll actually play multiple figures on one base as one unit. Oh, that's cool. And they can split off and come back onto the team base uh -huh. throughout the course of the game using our new uh, Switch Click trademark uh, technology. Nice. Excellent. That's really cool. Uh, are you going to have more, like, because I always liked it when you had the extra large size, you know, characters and figures that weren't on the board, and they became epic and like so hard to beat. Those were always really fun to play. Oh, against. totally, totally. Actually, this year we uh, we had the Galactic Guardians release, uh -huh. uh, which we incorporated a new unit called the Super Booster, uh, where you could actually pull Galactus out of a box and assemble him, and he's he stands 14 inches tall on the game board and just looks fantastic. And all the other colossals that we had were uh, Master Mold. The, the progenitor of the Sentinels, uh, Dormammu and the Watcher, all sorts of great cosmic figures that we haven't offered before in the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, that's super cool. Do you have any favorites uh, across the line, like your go-to team or characters that you, you always want to use? I'm a big Spider-Man fan, uh -huh. so I try to incorporate uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends whenever I'm able to. <laughs> like actually uh, Spider-Man? And, and Firestar I, I... and Iceman, and you know, if, if we had a Miss Lion figure in the game, I'd work her in there too. Yep. But I'm a big X-Men fan as well, so uh, I'll play with those figures frequently. That's awesome. I'm, I'm looking at the tweets. I oh, apologize no, for no, looking down as you're talking. I just want to make sure we don't miss anything. Uh, we got a tweet from Mark Stromy, who's a member of our, the Twin Crew, who's you know with us in spirit. Um, now, this, uh, how much do these retail for? These retail for uh, $14.99. Okay, so for $14.99, you get the three figures that work directly with the app. Uh, what I thought was cool, because I've been playing with them, I opened up the... The, the superheroes pack with yep. Thor, Iron Man, and Cap, and you have an iPad, you actually put the figure on the iPad and then it, it registers it. And I thought, I mean, there's something about that that is just so cool. It's Absolutely. like, that's awesome. And then you get to play and move around and stuff like that. And unlike some of the other iPad applications out there that have a physical component, you're not moving the figure around, so there's no danger of scratching your iPad yes. or anything I, like that. I was worried about that at first. I was like, I know the bottom, you know, the bottoms are a traditional hero click, it's they they are plastic it's hard Absolutely. and i was like mm, i don't know but 
nice felt bottoms. Yep, yep. You got the little rubber pads, which actually help the uh, the iPad application register which figure you're gotcha. using. And then uh, as you're you're playing in real time, uh, you unlock new powers, new abilities that are all HeroClix based. Yep. Uh, the game itself is is geared towards ages eight and up. Um, which is a little frustrating because I myself haven't beaten all the levels yet. So <laughs> you'll get there uh, eventually. Keep yeah. reaching for the stars. Yeah. We know you can do it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, what do you know? You grew up. You said Spider-Man fan. Yeah, big Spider-Man fan. Reading yep. and watching and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. My father was a Spider-Man fan before me. Uh, you know, and uh, that just he hands just, down the web shooters. Absolutely, and uh, you know, the first time I met Stan Lee, of course, the question I had to ask was about Spider-Man. So, it's what been, did you ask him? I, I actually asked him about the uh, the great power and great responsibility line because I, it always resonated so 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 much with me. And uh, I asked him how he came up with it, and uh, the story he shared was very entertaining. Um, basically, he said that uh, he tried to think back to things that his father and his grandfather uh -huh. said to him. And he knew he needed something like that to lock the character. And then he realized that he never really paid attention to his father and his grandfather because he was just a kid, so he made something up. That, that is vintage Stan. Absolutely. Uh, I've, I've <laughs> talked to him a bunch of times. That sounds exactly like it. Uh, it's perfect. That's really great. That's awesome. Um, what else? Uh, so tell fans where they can find you guys online. You know, Are you guys on Twitter, Facebook, websites, and all that kind Absolutely. of stuff? Absolutely. Uh, people can find us at wizkidsgames.com. If they want to look specifically at the HeroClix uh, lineup that we've got set, you can go to HeroClix.com for that. Uh, we're on Facebook at Facebook.com uh, slash uh, HeroClix, and on Twitter at Twitter.com slash WizKidsGames. That's awesome. We actually have a couple tweets in here. Excellent. The first one from at Stu Barnes tweets, and this one is actually at RealBofaDs. Uh, Twitter, uh, they both have a very similar tweets. Squirrel Girl being the best hero click of all time, and that, that's what one of them says. The other one says, uh, best hero clicks ever, a Squirrel Girl with a removable monkey Joe. Absolutely, absolutely. Squirrel Girl is actually a, a cult favorite of my own, and the fact that you can remove the monkey Joe component of her figure and run around as monkey Joe as well is just a fantastic uh, addition to the game. Does she have like super crazy power? Because she's beaten Doctor Doom, so... She's pretty straightforward, and I gotta say that the potential is there, but you know, whenever we do... Uh, uh, design and development. We try to be, you know, try, try to honor the editorial source material sure. and, and keep things, you know, true to the core. So she can beat Doctor Doom, but it it may take some doing. Sure. <laughs> very cool. Awesome. Thank you, Jerome. Oh, it's my Appreciate pleasure, Ryan. You coming on here. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, guys, check out HeroClix. It's it's super fun. And even if you are not into the game aspect, the collectible toy aspect of it, having those figures. It's amazing. I have tons of them around my desk. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Jerome. <laughs> Thank you very cool. much. I'll take the mic. We'll give it back to Ben. Cheers. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to tag Ben back in here. All right, we're back. That was a great interview. Thank you. I did see a tweet come in asking for your mic to be turned up. So I don't know if there's a way to turn Benjamin's microphone up. turn my mic up. Is there a way? Otherwise, just hold it. Hold it up here, Ben. Hold it like right here. Hold it right here. Right here, in front of my mouth. Hold it right here. And that way the fans can see it. Nice and high, high and tight. All right, let's test. Uh, let's test my audio by getting right back into the comics on sale this week and talking about Secret Avengers number thirty-two. Wait, hold on. We got a, a tweet from Strami who is watching us from LA. He okay. says, "What is this crazy squirrel propaganda?" Oh, if you don't yeah, know, right, right, right. Mark Strom is deathly afraid of two things. One. Elevators. Yes. Two squirrels. Now the if reason he's afraid of elevators is because when he was on vacation when he was a kid he got stuck in an elevator for like I get it. hours. Totally. It was an elevator that went one floor. 
which begs the question: Why were you taking an elevator? Have you seen it was Mark? One floor? He's, he, he's not uh, overweight or anything, but he's not really. Mark's an athlete. Mark's a Mark's first Mark's, lie Mark's of a, the program. Mark's a physical uh, specimen, a juggernaut, if you will. Yes. And so, why is he afraid of squirrels? I don't know why he's afraid of squirrels. I never asked. Yeah, irrational I was so, fear. I, I was too busy laughing at the elevator thing that I just. Aww. Well, no, I'm afraid of getting stuck in elevators too. But those are—I'm talking elevators that go up like 20 floors, like I, that I have to take because I want to get to work on time. Not like, hey, here's an elevator that goes up a single floor that's probably intended for like someone in a wheelchair. And Stromy's just like, oh well, I'm seven, too hard for me. So yes, you know, he sounds exactly hard. like that. All right, that's what he sounded like before his voice changed. Yes. All right. <laughs> Secret Avengers, number 32. Written by Rick Remender, art by Matteo Scalera. This is the conclusion of the arc that found the Secret Avengers going to the red light country where everything is legal, nothing's off the board, villains run everything, and unfortunately they encountered a bunch of crown artifacts which brought the abyss to Earth, and all of a sudden Venom and Ant-Man had dozens of masters of evil possessed by this crazy nihilistic, nihilistic? Nihilistic. Nihilistic. You know why I say nihilistic? Why? Because of Rancid. They had a song, Nihilism. You know what I right. mean? Yeah, just like, right? just like Rancid taught us. So, you got these guys who just want the world to be done, and they've taken over Hawkeye, they've taken over Valkyrie, they take over Black Widow. It's all up to Venom and Ant-Man, who pulled these awesome, like, wouldn't do it unless our backs were up against the wall, wouldn't do it unless it's a crazy Hail Mary play, and they totally... Maybe managed to save the day. I don't know. There's still another uh, Rick Remender issue of Secret Avengers left, so we'll see. But awesome character moments for both Venom Hell yeah. and Ant-Man. Cool fights. I love Mateo Scalera. I've never seen his work before this He's arc, incredible. but really neat stuff. And uh, I, I posted a piece of – I reblogged a piece of his art. He did uh, Deadpool as Freddie Mercury on his DeviantArt, That's and awesome. it made its way, and I posted it back on my Tumblr. It's incredible, because I love Freddie Mercury. I would, yeah, and he, yeah, that's a great combination. But anyways, and this issue ends with some stuff going on with Ant-Man. Uh, the team learns some stuff about Ant-Man, that they're split on whether to believe or not, and whether what they find out is true or not will set up what is coming next for the big Finish Secret Avengers. One of the really under-the-radar books out there that I, I really dig. Rick's done a great job on this book. I'll be sad to see him go, but he's going out in style. Yes, going out in style. Speaking of going, going out in style, style, we didn't rehearse that. What? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? No, they can't hear you. Put your microphone Sorry. back in your face. All right, so Space Punisher, number four. The end of the run, Frank Thierry, yeah. Mark Teixeira, incredible. I, I hated to say it, and I yeah. saw Frank today, and I was like, I loved it. Great yeah. ending to the book. You nailed it. Good job, congratulations, all that stuff. I guess it really goes to show that old saying that even a broken clock is right twice a day. So Think about it. Think about it. It's a saying. Are you sure? As many people say that as say, holy cow, which you said like 10 minutes ago. Keep going. Holy cow. All right, so Space Punisher, fantastic. So many things explode, get killed, get destroyed. There's great wow. facial expressions. I just freaking love this series. I love Texas art, man. Mark oh, Teixeira man. is a legend for a reason. Yeah. He has fun with Thierry's wacky, over-the-top script, where he just gets to show horrible space violence, crazy big monsters. Giant Hulk monster. Uh, yeah, we will talk about the AR and Uncanny X Avengers. We'll get there. Just, yeah, we'll you, get you, there. You're, get, you're getting hot. Don't get hot. I can't. Don't get hot. Don't get hot. Breathe it in. Breathe it in. 
Uh, also, this would be a good time to remind people, if you're hearing the audio incorrectly, that is, uh, let's say, Tom Lafferty's fault. Yeah, Tom Lafferty. And hopefully we'll turn, fix it. Two seconds. Two second delay is not that That's bad, not guys. Bad. We're doing good. our best. You know, we it was half a second a little while ago, so Tom did something wrong. Yeah, Tom, Tom messed it up. Yeah. Uh, but really, highly recommend this entire run. Four issues. You're going to love it. Love, 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 love it. All right, let's rock over to the Ultimate Comics universe. Ultimate Comics number 17, part of the United We Stand story arc, written by Brian Wood, art by Carlo Barberi. We are seeing, now that Kitty Pride and her band of mutants have made it to the American Southwest, they've hooked up with Nick Fury, they've met a bunch of other mutants who are stranded there, starting to get down to the business of infiltrating into the Sentinel camps, figuring out what they need to do, and causing some damage. I like that we're seeing ultimate versions of kind of obscure mutant characters introduced. We have... Yeah, we've already seen Ultimate Black Box, which is great. Ultimate Husk. Ultimate, uh, one of the guys from, from Chris Claremont's new Excalibur book shows up in here. Shola. He was one of the of mutants course. from there. And Indeed. that was kind of cool. I was like, all right, rock on, Brian Wood. Uh, and it's, it's all good, but it's cool because it's like Brian Wood writing this kind of crazy subversive military book where it's about you know military strategy and how to get behind enemy lines. But there's also a romance aspect teen romance, teen drama. So it's a mashup of a lot of genres I really dig, and Carlo Averi's art is off the hook. So Ultimate Comics X-Men, head in the right direction. I knew you guys had an in you. Nice work. I'm going to send out a tweet so you, okay. can, uh, you can talk about this. You can start off with I'll this start off. book. This is a big book, so this requires both of us talking. But before we get started, I want to talk about something called Augmented Reality. And I want to bring a special guest on the show to explain exactly what Augmented Reality is. So... Blake, I'm just kidding. Judy, come on the show. Yeah, Judy Stevens, who basically is the creator uh, of augmented reality, or at least the mistress of all things augmented reality. Let's bring you in the middle. I'm in the middle. Uh, Judy, how do? Oh, that's sorry, your phone. Sorry, okay. Sorry. How does augmented reality work? Augmented reality is really similar to QR codes, which are those like barcodes, but the different technology in this instance is images can actually trigger what we call executions, and those can be uh, a graphic, or a video, or even 3D. Really, even 3D? Even 3D. So how do you guys execute augmented reality? What is what is the process? Um, it's it's actually kind of cool. It's, it's a lot of creative. That's, I know, that's why I asked. I, I'm very excited to okay, do it, cool. honestly. Just explain. Um, we, Come on, we're on a time frame here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, I usually work with the editors or with the creative teams in the office and mm -hmm. we come up with interesting and cool things. So for like Uncanny, which, um, uh, I'm give me you, should, you just gotta talk yeah, over it. Yeah, go oh, over yeah. I'm looking okay, okay. <laughs> so with Uncanny, I worked with um, both the, the main editor in the book, Tom Brevoort, and the assistant editor, Daniel Ketchum, mm -hmm. and we came up with some really interesting things that we did. So there are two videos from Rick Remender in there talking about um, Havoc as a character and sort of writing him in. And um, another one of him sort of welcoming to the book. And we've done sort of a wide range of things. Um, you can see these all in all of the ABX issues from one through 12. Yep. Um, and every single book has a cover cap. And the cool thing about Uncanny Avengers is it kicks off the Marvel Now AR amazingness, yeah. which basically means every single number one and ongoing for Marvel Now will have AR in it. Yeah. And it's gonna have, oh, oh go. No, go ahead. Oh, and it's gonna, so every every issue will have a cover cap, which will introduce you to the book and sort of give you an update of what's going on in the Marvel Universe and in, in these characters and in those instances. And then in the interior, it's gonna be a wide range of creators talking to you 
welcoming you to the book, talking about characters and how they work. Did you see the art executions? Art executions. Pencils to inks to colors. So you can see how each artist works, because every single artist works differently. Some artists um, ink their own work. Some of them do these really interesting sort of blue pencil sketches before they do their own sketches. Some artists work completely digital, which is in itself amazing. And then you sort of see the process as it goes through. Um, and we're, we're working on adding more uh, creators, actual pencilers and inkers in to talk to you now too. How does one use augmented reality? Because this is not just something you can roll out of bed and say, I would like to see some augmented reality. How can I go about this? You could actually roll out of bed and do it because as, as long as you have a smartphone, right. so um, it's available, it's free in both the iOS mm -hmm. store on iPhone, um, iTouch and iPad, and it's also available um, on Android and tablet. And it just requires you to have a, a device that has a camera on it. Okay, Ryan's going to demonstrate. As soon as it, this is a new phone, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, so uh, it's downloading. 1%. Hold on. Oh, okay. He's downloading it. So it's available free. 2%. Um, we, can have, we can have Carrie tweet out how you can get this. But if you go to either the Apple Store or the Android Store um, or Google Play and just, and just search for Marvel AR, so that's A-L-A-R, is that one minute? I don't know. Pause my phone. No, you're good. You're oh, good. okay. You're oh. good. Yeah. Oh, you're doing great. Pressure. You're doing, you're doing great. <laughs> um, and you can download it for free. And uh, every Wednesday, um, once you get your new comic, you'll be able to available to, uh, to do it. And it's, it's also available any image. So if you have a digital version of these comics, you can also view them. So we're going to try this. Yeah. Oh, look. It's loading. Okay. So it might take a little long because we have our wireless service here is not the best, but um, I promise it doesn't normally take this stinks, long. Kind of stinks, yo. Oh, so mean to me. Well, as no, no, the wireless. Oh, yeah, the that's wireless. too. So um, as it's loading, I'm going to talk about how we're um, sort of all the AR titles that we're going to be doing. Right, and because so once upon a time, you would only pick up Avengers versus X-Men and maybe the random one-off issue and see AR. But beginning with Marvel now, we're going to see all sorts of AR. Like we are right now. Yeah. Buffering. Buffering. Buffering, right? but this is kind of like... 56K, am I right? Yeah. 90s, Netscape, huh? So um, at what, uh, what Ryan's showing you right now is a cover cap, and so this is basically welcoming you to the book. And so for um, all the rest of the issues, starting with Uncanny and going on forward... Oh, there's sound. So this is a thing that you can do at home and yeah. it's going to work much better. The language better. is as beautiful as when whatever warrior poet wrote that recap put who, finger who to the, computer. The, I wonder, I made, I wonder who made, wrote that. The world may never know because it's they don't course. do it for the glory. They do it for the love they of the totally game. They totally do it for but the glory. But there's going to be lying. AR in every Marvel Now title. So yeah, look for next week. Marvel Now point one on sale. We'll have it um, after that is A plus X. A plus X. Mm -hmm. And then once November kicks off with crazy. the rest of the Marvel you're not, Now titles. You're not sleeping anymore. I, I, I don't sleep. I, nope. I, I live and I breathe. And if I you're not cry. buying Marvel books and checking out the augmented reality, you are wasting Judy's life. And that <laughs> you're is not okay. taking food out of her mouth. You're not just taking food out of your mouth. You're Pushing taking her breath down the out of her mouth. Yeah. And how could you, you do, do that? that to what did her? she do to you? She was she was an intern, right. and she's got a job. Judy, yeah. I'm sorry. These people are no. being rude to you. We're Listen, gonna have to we're gonna have to let you get out of here. That's a very good way. Judy, thank you for coming on. You're doing an awesome job with AR, and you, you monsters, really, who have. 
put her through that. We brought you into our home. We brought her into our home. You do this to us? AR is really cool. You should check it out. Yeah, we love it. Let's talk more about Uncanny Avengers. Totally. Uh, Uncanny Avengers, ridiculous. Yeah, this is... John Cassidy brought the thunder. Yeah. Incredible. Here, let me recap for you real quick what goes down. Avengers vs. X-Men is over. Charles Xavier is dead. The dream is hanging by a thread. And the people who decide to pick it up are Wolverine one of his beloved students, and also Captain America, who says, you know what, I disagreed with a lot of what Cyclops did during Avengers vs. X-Men, but the one thing he's right about is the Avengers do not help the mutant race a lot. So I'm going to found a team of Avengers specifically dedicated to helping foster human-mutant relations. We've got humans on the team, we've got mutants on the team. Goes to recruit Havoc, Scott's brother, Cyclops' brother. He does this. He goes, yeah. And we see how that goes. Meanwhile, there's stuff going on with Rogue, going on with Scarlet Witch, and Creepiest of all, the red friggin' skull is back, and he is more disturbing than ever. Bad stuff mojo, goes, guys. Stuff goes on with red skull in this issue that it will will kind of go. Bleh. You you will you will go. Bleh. Yeah. Someone I, earlier on the feed uh, asked how red skull did what he was doing and all mm. that stuff. It's in the it's book. Hard, it's hard to talk about. But yeah, we don't want to spoil a lot anything. Of reasons. But yeah. Check that book out. Yeah. Uh, check it out on the, the Marvel app. You can download it right now. You can pre-order uh, the yeah, second issue, issue on the comic store on marvel.com. Um, yeah, it's, it's really good. You're going to be hearing a lot more about this series as we go forward. If you've been a fan of Uncanny X-Force, Recommender's work, this is, this is going to be your jam. Sure, I really enjoyed, like, you know, we've gotten to see Rick write Venom. We've gotten to see him write Psylocke. Some of the off-to-the-side characters, and he has made them awesome. Getting to see him put words in the mouth of Captain America, particularly Thor, I love his Thor, and of course Wolverine, who he's written for years, it's a joy. John Cassidy's amazing on art. This is big stuff. It feels big. This is a book to check out. Also, if we didn't mention it earlier, there's a thing called Augmented Reality. Marvel and, AR. And you can check that out and help heal Judy Stevens' soul. Yeah. That you broke the wounds, into the wounds will heal pieces. with your help. They run deep. Okay. Stepping away from that, over to Wolverine number 314. Cullen Bunn and Paul Pelletier are back for more disturbing Wolverine stories because you remember the initial Cullen Bunn, Paul Pelletier run on Wolverine, the Dr. Rot story. Yeah, super with, gross. Yeah, with more blood than I'd seen since my last visit to the hospital. Some, some stuff happened. I quit. Yeah, so this is Wolverine getting called in on an old debt uh, for a team of heretofore unknown adventurers who he used to roll with back in the day. He has got to protect one of their previous targets. Unfortunately, he has either his former teammates or their descendants, in this case, Elsa Bloodstone of Next Wave Love Dave, Elsa. running up against him. His old girlfriend, Melita Carter, Melita, Melita Garner, Garner. Carter. Yeah. This is live. Can't edit that. Live. Can't edit Melita it. Garner gets tugged into the fray as well, and she has a very special role to play. So some cool, out-of-the-ordinary Wolverine action going on in appropriately Wolverine. All right, more Wolverine action, okay, guys. Okay, this is going to be tough. Wolverine and the X-Men, number 18. Ryan, hold it together. So I was reading this, yep. what was it, Friday? Something I think. like that. Something like that, last Friday. On the train, going home, Wolverine and the X-Men is easily one of my favorite books that we put out. I was like, all right, going to read it, excited. ABX tie-in, really cool. You've got art by um, Albert... Blah, 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 blah. Jorge Molina. I was going to say Alfred Molina. But Good old Alfred. No, Alfred Molina was in Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Jorge Molina. And he did great. Let's not undersell Alfred Molina's performance yeah. in Spider-Man 2 as yeah. Dr. Octopus. Uh, a Tony winner, I believe. Jason Aaron. He's a monster. We get it. We understand that. But this has been a really fun book. 
lot of funny moments in it. I was like, okay, cool. This cover is great. You've got Brew. You've got the rest of the characters, Cyclops. It's yeah, gonna... everyone's having a great time. Yeah, like, yeah, hey, happy hey, fun times. Yeah, we're going to smile. Let's get into no. the action, you know. No, you got Jason cool Aaron stuff. doesn't want you to smile. Stuff gets a little weird. Yeah, they have a dance. Idy, with Idy, and then a dance, yeah. and then Glob Hurt, great I Glob love, I love issues where they have dances. I love comics about dances. There's too much fighting in superheroes. I want to read books about proms and weddings he, and, and things like that. 100%. I he's, do. He's I love that totally stuff. serious. I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> to a woman. He, he did it successfully. So all this stuff is going on, and I'm like, okay, cool. And I get like a little tickle in the back of my neck. I'm yeah. like, this is kind of, something's going on. Something's weird. And then the last page. So I described it on Twitter as when I, I was reading the third game of, uh, sto- story, the third a song of Ice and Fire books. So that book that Game of Thrones is based on, y'all. That's exactly. what he's talking about. The third one. If you've read the books. It was a book first. If you know the lore, there's a moment in the third book that everything changes. It goes crazy. When I read that a couple years ago, whatever it was, I was on the train as well, and I read it, and I, I stopped. And I looked around for someone who was also who someone who could help. Yeah. I was I was panicked. Uh, it, it struck me so vividly. Same exact thing. I looked up. Did anyone help you? There was no one to help. Right. No one could help. No, what are you they, gonna do? No, you're point? reading a book or a comic. Why would these people on the train help my, you? My throat got dry. Yeah. I I I just. I'm just picturing sadness. you falling to the floor of the subway, just like ah, weeping, just ah. turning into a puddle. So this comic evoked very strong visceral, emotions. strong reaction and emotional connection for me. Uh, and I, I hope it does with you as well. Read the issue, then feel free to let Jason Aaron, at Jason Aaron on Twitter, know what you think of it. Yeah. All right, let's end on a, I was going to say a more positive note, but there's still fighting in this book. X-Men number 37, written by Brian Wood, drawn by our friend, the incomparable David Lopez. David Lopez, who this, many of you have asked, where uh, where I got my Twitter icon from, my new one, my Twitter avatar, and it is from David Lopez. John is once again prompting us that we are going to have uh, pre-tape segments going on, but I think I think we still have a little while to go on our podcast. Our podcast, the you podcast said you subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, we go for a while. Yeah. We've got questions that they need answers. You would deny the fans the answers to their questions. We do. We have. We do have some good retail. We Maybe what we'll do is we will talk about this last book, give we'll our twins of the week, give our twins of the week. We will show some pre-tapes, and then we'll come back to answer your questions. So if you get those in at hashtag This Week in Marvel, hashtag Marvel Live, we'll go. You know, give our voices a chance to rest, let yes. it marinate a little bit, and then we'll come back. We'll answer your questions. What are you, why are you so disgusted? Blake, Blake, what is up? What's wrong, man? Come in. Come on. You're you're part of this podcast. You're come welcome on. to the segment. I'd rather you guys just go the whole time live. Here we go, Blake Harris. Here we yeah. go. If we're if this is the fiftieth, right? Fiftieth. Let's let's do it real. We need a hero, and Blake Harris stepped yeah. up to the plate. Yeah, you can do it. So we should just go. We should just keep going. No. Somebody ask you. Come on. Nah. <laughs> that was a great moment. It was a good it, try. Ultimately, it won't go anywhere, but it was a good moment. Yeah. yeah All we, right. Anyways, let's wrap this up. X-Men number 37, written by Brian Wood, drawn by David Lopez, brings the simmering conflict between Storm and Colossus to a head in an awesome, crazy, physical way. You've got Pixie on one side, dealing with the last of the proto-mutants, which is a very emotional story in itself, but Colossus has been angry at Storm 
perceived betrayal of Cyclops, and they don't just argue, they full on yeah. go at it. It's rough. And it was like, I was thinking about it, I was thinking about old X-Men comics, reading like old Chris Claremont, all the way back to like Dave Crockham times when yeah. Storm and Colossus were basically like brother and sister. And seeing them go at it, 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 uh, it was hard, man. These are two old friends who really go at it with, with I've said go at it about 80 times, but they, they go, go at, at it. it. Go at it as in fighting, hardcore. And Brian Wood's done a great job on this book, man. Brian Wood is another one of those guys who's been kind of squeaking under the radar at Marvel, but with Ultimate Comics X-Men, with X-Men, just done a fantastic job all around. Thanks for slamming that door, Todd. I like how carefully you put it open and then decided, hey, I'll just let it slam. Putting all that hard work to not. Don't, don't I, no, nothing. Don't, no, don't, I don't want to hear you. Hey, I, hey, I don't bring it you. back. Right, bring it back. It's okay. Okay, so another great issue. Let's talk Twin of the Week. So many good comics so this if week. If you guys are just watching, don't know the podcast too well, we have called our our pick of the week. We called it the Twim of the week. It doesn't make any sense. Right, it's it doesn't. This mean... week in Marvel of the week. Yeah, it's okay. We yeah. made up the rules. Strami hates it. I love that Strami hates it. Yeah. So this is well, maybe one of the yeah. toughest weeks we've ever had. Certainly. Uh, because for me, up there, Wolverine and the X Men. Let's not forget Uncanny Avengers. Space Punisher. Marvel Universe versus here. the Avengers. Oh yeah, Marvel Universe versus the Avengers is a pick for me too, even though it was on your side. Yeah. And but do you have ABX consequences? ABX as well? consequences. All five of those books are really impressive. Right up there. I am going to say the ones that stood out for me, honestly, were Uncanny Avengers is just in a category by itself, yep. I think. And then on the other end of the spectrum, Marvel Universe versus the Avengers. I really feel this is one of the best Hawkeye stories in years. And I dug the art and I dug everything about it. Yeah. Uh, so we are we're going to pull in all the questions right now on Twitter. Normally we have a nice big sheet that puts them sort of alphabetically and then chronologically. Right. We don't have that. We're just going off of some searches on the Twitter app. So first one up I see is from at Lucas underscore Akron who's been watching. He says, so who won AVX? I know the obvious choice is Avengers, but I feel like Cyclops' goal was reached. More mutants. That's great. Uh, that's a great way to put it. I mean, I guess in a way everybody won. Except everybody for lost. Everybody won. Yeah. Charles Xavier definitely lost as the creaking of the door signals the arrival of Richard Herrera returning to the fold. Um, I know officially via a variant cover that the Avengers are considered the official winners because I was actually wondering about this myself, but we have a like a winner's variant of number 12 and it's yeah. all the Avengers celebrating. Yeah. So the, the party line is that the Avengers won, but I think that's actually a good point. I think Cyclops in a lot of ways won despite losing. The Avengers, like you said, they lost despite winning. And uh, at the end of the day, it's the New Warriors who came out on top. Well, I, well yeah. I, Congratulations, I New Warriors. Sure, Nova. You did it again. Yeah, how's Nova doing? ABXVNW. How's Nova doing? You can see him every week on Ultimate Spider-Man, the animated series. Doing just fine. Uh, Thank you. All right. Looking over, uh, we've got at Mighty Marvel, who has been tweeting about the show, about watching... Uh, using the Marvel Events app. If you guys have the Marvel Events app, check it out. You can download that on iOS and Android. Get the feed directly in there. Uh, Mighty Marvel, I want to see you um, sending questions for the podcast itself. Every week, mm -hmm. I want you listening. It's true. He, I, we always get a lot of follows from Mighty Marvel, also known as Iron Man, with a bunch mm. of crazy symbols. Um, and yeah, we'd like, to, we'd like you to participate in the podcast more. Yes. Don't be a hater. At uh, Wolfman underscore Cometh tweets, all caps. You two dudes are looking pretty solid. Keep up the good work. Throws all the hashtags in there. Thank you, sir. Throws all the hashtags that. in, like a like a hip hop artist. What? Yeah, just like that. Just like that. 
at GoofyFan underscore Chuck tweets, is it double-sized? Talking about this week at Marvel. Actually, no. It's probably going to be shorter than a normal yeah. episode. And actually, probably moving forward, now that John Cerulli has actually heard our podcast, I would imagine all our podcasts will be shorter. So probably be about 10 minutes long and hosted by him. Yeah. <laughs> That'll so put butts in seats. Get psyched for that. Yes. John, John Cerulli and Frank Thierry with the Italian-American Hour. Hey, <laughs> we Got enjoyed the Mets this week. Hey, it was just Columbus Day. Hey. hey, congratulations, Chris Columbus. You didn't find the right place. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, at Lex Pendragon tweets, also a heartfelt thanks for the podcast. My wife tells me my mood improved dramatically as soon as you guys went live. Oh, we're glad. We're sorry yeah. you were in a bad mood before then. Yeah. I'm more sorry for your wife uh, that you need us to put you in a good mood. Yeah. Work on your marriage. Uh, she seems, sounds like a lovely woman. Lex Pendragon also tweeted that we have... The Distinguished Competition's ad showing over your shoulder. What? Uh, it's maybe the, le- the legendary yeah. booth. You got a really... Oh, yeah, because they're playing... They're playing, they're, playing trailers, a... they're playing trailers for movies from, like, seven years ago. Yeah. I mean, Whatever. congratulations. Yeah, who needs also them? got this screen, which is actually 66 screens strung together. I know this because Blake Garris told me that <laughs> Tim Dillon walked in and instantly went, Oh, it's 66 screens together without doing any addition or anything. The question is, is Tim Dillon a savant of some sort, or did Tim Dillon count them out beforehand specifically so he could come in and play a trick on Blake Garris? <laughs> you decide. Yes. Uh, at Session Wolf tweets, any new heroes in the works worth checking out? Um, well, there's always new heroes coming and stuff that's going to change, but we can't. Re- we don't want to Marvel now. give away stuff. But yeah, Marvel, Marvel now. now. A lot of new stuff coming up. Yeah, go Mighty to marvel.com slash marvel now for, for hints and some cool stuff. Mighty Marvel did the common misspelling of my name as Morris, M-O-R-R-I-S, which is interesting because he's on Twitter and is interacting with me where my name is actually spelled out. Yes. This, after Lucas Ackerman misspelling losing earlier, is telling me a lot about our fan base. It's okay. And Harry Fiallo cackles in the background. Yes. Uh, oh, that wasn't you? Who was that? That wasn't my cackle. Who, whose cackle was that? Show's gone. Oh, it's never mind. It's All right, so. It was rich. Wow. At Saskia. Rich is just throwing his. Cap all right, guys. All right. At Saskia105 tweets uh, Will the Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe number four be printed a third time? I don't know. A second, uh, second printing is probably going to cover a lot of it. But that's a perfect segue into the fact that earlier today we announced a sequel to Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. We did. Called we did. I was really busy. I, I know, know you've that. been busy the last couple of weeks, but we're doing uh, a sequel. Colin Bunn's writing. It's called Deadpool Illustrated. Oh, yeah. And it is Deadpool having finished killing the Marvel Universe, now going across other universes and uh, getting into fights with classic literary characters from the Marvel Illustrated line, including but not limited to Moby Dick, Dracula, and yes, the fight you've been waiting for, Deadpool versus Little Women. I'm not making this up. It's really happening. And uh, it's happening next year. Should be yeah. pretty exciting. So there you go, Cat. Enjoy that. Um, we've got one here from Hello underscore Marcy tweets. You should have Deadpool hosting the episodes as well. Uh, yeah, I mean Deadpool was book solid this weekend, being in comics and not real. So we'll try to get him on the show next time. Crazy person. 
Oh, now, now. I want to remind you guys, you can ask us questions all weekend long using the hashtag MarvelNYCC. Also, want to let you know we are going all the way until 9 o'clock Eastern time with this, so you've still got 25 more minutes or so to chime in with your questions. We'll, we'll bring some special guests on at some point, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Some interesting people in the room. We have a cool one here from at Wyatt the Nerd right tweets, what changes can we see with Iron Man, and what does his new black and gold armor mean? Can we get to any of that? What does his new black and gold armor mean? Um... I know that one of the reasons his armor is black and gold is that editor Mark Panucci thinks it looks cool. So, you know, there's a secret right there behind the scenes workings. He told me, he said, I think black and gold looks cool. But as far as his new abilities, his new powers, I'll tell you this much. Here's a little tease for you, a little New York Comic Con tease. There's going to be big news about Iron Man this weekend, news you would never expect. It is not about the Iron Man book. It is about a different Marvel Now title that is going to have to do with Iron Man, and people are going to be blown away. Yeah. Cool. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, no because idea I, talking I read about. all awesome. our news and I forgot it. I will tell you after the podcast is over. Haha, uh-huh, secrets. Uh, yeah, I was going to whisper to you, but I, I don't yeah, know no, where the, mi- the microphones are. Uh, we've got one here from like everywhere. at Epoch252, tweets watching the Marvel This Week in Marvel podcast with the events app. Ah, Agent M and Ben J. Morris, the wonders of modern technologies. Pretty great. Yeah. We're super We're, excited that this is actually... All the stuff we can do with technology, and you get to watch us talk about comics and nothing. Yes. Um, and somewhere, someone's suffering. Dirty Lash, we hope you stuck with us. We know yeah. you, were, you were through He's the, in England, where it's like... Five hours ahead, morning. so yeah, it's, it's rough. Uh, at Swagpool said, I don't look at the last page of the comic of this week's comics because I don't want to see Blake Garris's stupid face. <laughs> oh! Blake, you want to come in for, for Blake, a rebuttal? come in for a retort. Was that yes. his mom? A repost. Whoa! Whoa! Twitter and swag pole. Yeah. yeah. Here. Swing around me. Don't. There you go. I uh, I retweeted that. That's all I got. That's it, really? Anti climax. Are you hurt? No. Do you like it when people insult you? Yes. Is that part of the problem? Probably. Okay. It's kind of weird. Good times. It's got a whole thing going on. Yeah. All right. That's fine. That's right. fine. That was a, da- that was a downer. More insults. Yeah. That was a downer. So keep those insults coming for yeah. Blake Harris. We can call this this week an insulting Blake. He likes it when you treat him right. He's actually told me before he thinks that's that's he, he intentionally befriends and romances people who treat him badly. And I tried to explain to him that that was a bad idea. Did you say that in confidence? <laughs> oh. I was going to say, that's why we got along so well, sort of. Karen, At, you don't have a microphone. No one can hear you. Yeah. It's, it's like a dream come true for the rest of the world. That's yeah, great. All right. At Cassius335 tweets uh, so to the using the Marvel NYCC hashtag. So who's still waiting for Beast? Hashtag Avengers Alliance. Hashtag PvP is scary. You know, we talk about Avengers Alliance every week on the podcast. Uh, Ryan's a, been playing Avengers Alliance all day today. It's a great way for That's me to deal with my anger, frustration, and stress. And I, I go in, I get some matches, I beat the hell out of something, and it's fun. Yeah. But yeah, PvP is super hard. What? Blake's got something Blake, he wants Blake's to say. Uh, this is great. I, I, thought, I didn't check the lower thirds because I thought um, in, Ben's intern Dan would know how to spell Ben's last name. Has it been Morris? Uh, been M-O- ben yes. Morris. Wow. So, who owes? So, if those of you out there hiring or looking to hire an intern, <laughs> I cannot recommend in good faith hiring Dan. 
But he will be looking for work shortly, so yeah. give him a shot. The only name I didn't put on the list of people that I checked, because I'm you? pretty sure yeah. I thought he Makes would know sense. how to spell. Hey, my your... boss, I should know how to spell his name. Yeah, yeah. all right. Think about cool. it. We'll have a great talk after this is over, Dan. <laughs> Terrific. So back to Avengers Alliance. Uh, have a lot of fun. I know you guys, I, I, I see a lot of tweets about PvP, trying to get Deadpool. It's tough. I can't give you anything more than that. It is tough. It's, it should be tough. It should be challenging. You know, I mean, if we just gave it away and said, oh, you know, here's five things you got to yeah. do, and then boom, you got them. That's what ruined a generation of Americas, according, according to my father-in-law, because everyone was just given stuff. Yeah. He told me. He said when people got, like, participation trophies and stuff. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. Really? That ruined everything. Yeah. He knows what he's talking about. Smart man. Totally. Uh, we've got one from... At I am Sam underscore Adams tweets, who played Rhodes better, Don or Terrence? Nah, we don't get into that. Yeah, we don't, we don't get, get into, into that, that Hollywood stuff. Yeah. But I'm super excited for Iron Man 3. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be really cool. A lot of fun stuff coming up in that. Oh, Blake is pointing out his future uh, bride, the Scarlet Witch cosplayer who we spotted earlier today. <laughs> Where is she? She's not, she's not there. He's in there. You can't see her. But she she was shown Blake's picture and thinks he's cute. So So this is a thing that you guys are doing? I'm not doing it. I'm this being is, reported. This is work? No, I didn't do this. It was Jen, it was Jenny Eats did it. Okay. I'll forgive her because she brought us cookies. Yeah, she did bring us cookies. But okay. she, yeah, she showed she showed Blake's picture and now Blake, who is still a uh, officiant in the state of New York after officiating a wedding last week, uh, can't get married because he's a member of the priesthood. <laughs> You, you know, could just come here and say yeah, the thing that you're right whispering to him. A live wedding on Marvel.com. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm actually not going to let that happen, so yeah, I don't, there you go. All right, so uh, up next we got more from at Cassius335. says, with Superior Spider-Man being described as darker, which Marvel Now comics will actually be brighter? That's, a, that's an interesting that is a good way to, to look at, at how we're positioning these. Not Avengers Arena. No. That's for sure. Uh, you know what? Actually, Avengers, like straight Avengers, is yeah. one that Jonathan Pickman has said he wants that to be kind of a light, heroic, aspirational book. Um, so I know that's going to be one of them. Deadpool, as crazy and violent as it is, is written by two comedy writers. Yeah, it's going to so be that's, fun. That's certainly going to be something. Um, I think all new X Men, honestly, because it's dealing with the original X Men. That's that's something that could have. No, I'm going to go back on that. Not all new X-Men. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah, that's, probably that's not. Like, but I would say definitely. Oh, and Savage Wolverine. Yeah, Savage, Savage Wolverine is going to have like, a very fun, adventurous tone to it. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of books that are going to be lighter. Uh, Superior Spider-Man, we couldn't talk a lot about it, and we can't talk a lot about it until after Amazing Spider-Man number 700, but we know it's coming up, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to surprise a lot of people. Yeah. Be crazy. Um, so at Mighty Marvel, I switched over to a different feed. Says just giving you guys a heads up on the spelling mistake on your screen. Okay now. Oh cool. And it, it hashtag Morse not Morris. Right. Thank you, Mighty Marvel. Thank you, Mighty Marvel. You were probably confused, like Daniel was. He won't be confused for long. I can promise you that. Yeah. Let's uh, let's bring someone on to answer some questions with you. Let's bring Christina on to act as proxy to Mark Strong. I want to hear her answer questions as Stromy would, so we kind of make Stromy part of the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Christina, come on up here. Okay. This is Christina. She is Stromy's intern. Uh, you've probably, you've probably heard her before, and she's going to answer some questions 
or Strami? I'm going to give you a microphone. Does that answer my Strami voice? Yes, yeah, yeah, so that's invitation. Hi, guys. <laughs> Strami here. Wow. That's, Does this that is sound like Mark Strong? Not really, but, you I know. Okay, I'm getting better. I'm working on it. Okay. Um, uh, so we've got one from... Uh, these aren't re these are really just comments and we, we always like to show off the comments at Rap Gamlin has a couple saying if you ever needed voice actors for uh, what the episodes with Nick Fury we found them talking about episode 49.5 our interview podcast mm -hmm. yes that would be actually pretty cool but we uh, I'm sure we have a Nick Fury somewhere for what the they're they're in there um, looking for a question for you um, yeah it, a lot of comments, really. Uh, Johnny Timpulse tweets, Whose side are you guys on now? Avengers or Cyclops? Hashtag free Scott Summers. I can't pick. I always have to pick the Avengers. Are you Stromy or are you Christina? Oh, oh yeah. I'm Stromy, so I pick Cyclops. <laughs> I, you, you hunch a little bit? I, don't, I have the demeanor of Stromy. It's kind of like... And he jingles a little bit. I'm trying. He does he, jingle. He He's jingles. got so much flair. There's so much. It's heavy. Like it makes him hunch over. We got. You got to tell him <laughs> that he doesn't need all those buttons every day. I hear him humming all the time. Maybe that's good. <laughs> yeah. That lets people avoid him if they need to. That's what it, exactly what I do. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. No. For me, uh, it, it's hard because you want to see the people, the mutants come back. But yeah, I think for me it would be Avengers because. He just, he stepped over a line. Cyclops went too far. He got, it was a means to an end, but mm, the means really probably shouldn't have been done. Uh, looking at more. At uh, Saskia105 says, can I get you all to say Avengers Assemble since it would be awesome? Ooh. All right. Well, three, you, you're going to get, you're going to Strami and me. Oh, okay. And three, all right. two, one. Avengers, Avengers Assemble. Assemble. <laughs> <laughs> So you got that. There you go. Uh, I'm not answering that one. Cassius335. Uh, we're going to bring Ben back on because this is a question that actually has some legitimacy that we want to answer. Great job. Thank you, Stromet. So at Skyjumper Mike tweets, will Ant-Man have his own comic soon? Hashtag Marvel NYCC. Uh, I think we can hashtag Marvel now with that and go into the... There is no immediate plans for a solo Ant-Man comic book. However... Ant-Man Scott Lang is going to play a major, major role in the upcoming Marvel Now relaunch of FF, written by Matt Fraction, drawn by Mike Allred. Yep. Matt has some really cool plans for him. Mike's designs on him are great, and uh, if you're an Ant-Man fan, uh, you're going to be really excited. The other Ant-Man, Eric O'Grady, is pivotal to the last few oh, issues. Oh, man, have you um, not seen the yeah. end of the last... If you have yeah, right, right, right. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. Secret, see, if you're reading Secret Avengers, the end of Rick Remender's run, he's pivotal there. And then, of course, Hank Pym is going to be involved in the end of Avengers Arena. And we'll see where he ends up in Marvel now, because we haven't heard a lot of mentions of Hank Pym in Marvel yeah. now. But he's also a big part of End Times, the, the storyline going on in Avengers right now. Indeed. So all the Ant-Men are thriving, but really the guy who's going to get a push in Marvel now is going to be uh, Scott Lang. And the plans are very cool. Yes. At Dflash X23 is asking very spoilerous, spoilerific questions. Says, "What's going on with Avengers Academy? Game on with arcade? Is X23 going to get more screen time or get killed off?" 
Avengers Academy game on with arcade. I think that's Avengers Arena. Avengers Arena is where I think this is going. Avengers Arena is the book that is not replacing, but kind of picking up in a lot of ways spiritually for Avengers Academy once Avengers Academy finishes up. Uh, it's going to feature people from Avengers Academy, but also from Runaways, from some of the X-Men books, Darkhawks in the book, and Arcade is the big bad. He basically gets all these young heroes uh, in an environment that he's created a total murder world like he's never done before, pits them against one another. Yep. Uh, X-23 is a character who's going to be there. She's been confirmed, and there's going to be some tough times ahead for X-23. For uh, all Obviously, bye, Craig. Obviously, Watch uh, WWE Raw, yeah. WWE SmackDown. WWE.com. What's the Saturday show? Slam. WWE Saturday Morning Slam. Slam WWE Main Event. WWE Superstars. WWE yeah. NXT. Friday Night Main Event. Impact Wrestling. Every, I mean, oh, oh sorry. Slip that one in. Sick burn. Sick burn. Live Later. burn. So, to finish up, yeah, X23, uh, this is going to be very hard for her. She's been working for so hard. She's been working for so hard. She's been working Can't for so it. long to kind of curb her violent tendencies, and now she's going to be dropped into a situation where they're going to be right in her face all the time. Yep. At Lucas underscore Ackerman tweets, can't thank you all so much for doing Marvel Live. I think he means can't thank you enough for doing Marvel Live. Maybe. Hope to see you all at Comic-Con San Diego 2013. You're welcome, Lucas. Uh, we're excited to do this. Let other people know. We want to get as many tweets, questions, and, and excitement around this as we can. Yeah, we have a, no, we're getting right, right to that. So we have another one from Lucas. says, Stromy is a lucky guy. Stromy, watching the feed... Tweets in all caps to me, Cyclops was right, Ryan. Yeah, all caps. Yeah. Why is Stromy a lucky guy? I don't know. Maybe it's because he gets to work with Christina. He's so delightful. That's Ooh, what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but Cyclops... Meanwhile, uh, our interns can't spell our names. <laughs> yeah, so, so, you know, everyone gets what they deserve, I guess. Who's going to get the special rewards at the end of the, the weekend? Yeah. Stromy, great news. You have a new intern starting Monday. <laughs> He is moving across the country. Yep. Christina's not coming back. <laughs> Christina, I hope you like cold weather. <laughs> At Steven underscore Spivak tweets, I like, I, or he, like other fans, are skeptical about the new Superior Spider-Man, but he's going to go into it with an open mind. Good, that's an attitude a lot of people totally. should have. Listen, if you love Spider-Man, then you have loved what Dan Slott's doing. He is the biggest Spider-Man fan in the world. Seriously. So... He is not going to go along with anything that he doesn't think is true to the character that he thinks is going to be great for the Spider-Man mythos. And he is fully on board this idea. It was his idea. And uh, he's got some cool stuff coming up. Yeah. Uh, at K-R-Y-K-A-83, uh, Krista J, she tweets, any updates on the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show? Uh, Krista, I don't have any updates on the TV show. Unfortunately, uh, I know there's a lot of live action stuff that we've talked about over the last couple years. Nothing that I have right now, you know, the only thing we've seen is what Joss has talked about or what's been reported here and there. Uh, if we have more updates, we'll let you know. I know I've gotten a lot of questions from fans about what we get movie news here at New York Comic Con, what kind of animation news we're getting, this one with about the, the TV show. Uh, the only thing we have sort of in that arena is a Marvel TV panel on Saturday. That's gonna, I think that's at 2.45 p.m. Eastern. I will be there live blogging it. Uh, I'll be there live blogging it too. Yeah, we'll be uh, tweeting. Um, we'll be posting images, photos. We'll come back and we'll recap the panel here on the video. We'll uh, include some video from the panel. We're going to shoot there, put it into the feed so you guys can see uh, anything that was talked about on the show. 
what else we got? Uh, Craig Tello posted a photo. So at Craig Tello, you can see a behind-the-scenes photo of us doing what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucas underscore Ackerman says he thinks an Ant-Man video game would be awesome. That'd be a pretty cool idea. Yeah, it'd be. It'd yeah, be interesting. Be different. Yeah, I don't. I actually, you know, if you shrank, maybe if you had some some giant man stuff to it, yeah, yeah, that could be very cool. Uh, another one from at Saskia one zero five says, "What do you think is the best way to read comics now, and what's your favorite way?" I don't think there's uh, a best way. I mean, it's really it's it's totally objective. For me, I read all our Marvel books in print because that's how I get them. I I, I get them all in print every week, so that's how I read them. But I would probably read everything digitally if I had my druthers. I read everything that's non-Marvel digitally, so. Yeah, I do a mix of the two. I mean, I, I get all the physical stuff, and I love reading the physical stuff on the train, but more and more I'm reading more stuff on my device, so I definitely think, you know, you, you kind of, it kind of fits the situation. Like, if I'm sitting at home, it's very easy for me to read my books. I've got them sitting around me. If I'm on a train, it might be easier for me to just have, sure. you know, my, my iPhone open. And just check that out, or my iPad. If I had an iPad, I might take yeah. one of these. Yeah, this one, this one is free. Bruh? You can oh, take. Where did you get that one? Uh, what is yeah. that? Is we that had... the sweet, sultry sound of Lorraine Sink <laughs> wanting to come on the podcast? No, the... she looked like no? she's gonna pass Are you out. Exhausted? Oh, she was like, "I've got to go. I may try yeah. out for some, some, some tomorrow." And I was like, "Okay." And now she won't even get up off the chair and come, come on, on to the podcast. Come on, final ten minutes oh, of the hey show. Guys. You're, Hi. You're Do I get to be the member. creamy filling? I'm no not answering comment. that at all. No comment. So, Lorraine, go over here. I like to make it uncomfortable with my married coworkers. So, what y'all been up to all day? Uh, I went down on the floor and I hung out with some cosplayers and I went over to the Marvel booth and I saw some t-shirts and some games. I did it all, yeah. almost. Did you meet Blake's cosplayer bride? Uh, no, I didn't, but I did see her from afar and she was lovely. Yes? Yes. Do you think she's right for Blake? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I hope that Blake will go to speed dating tomorrow, and then she'll be there. You're pretty hard on this one. Oh, yeah. he just gave the thumbs up. I guess he Blake doesn't have any work to do. Blake is in for speed dating. Uh, we've got a bunch of questions that came in, so let's yeah. try to get to these before the show's over. Uh, at Skyjumper Mike is thankful for the reply. You're welcome. At Saskia, uh, no, we got to that one. Lucas underscore Ackerman agrees with Strami, so we have a lot of Cyclops apologists out there. Yeah. Okay. Or just... I mean, what about you, Lorraine? Um, I've learned that people feel very passionately about Cyclops, but um, I, I, I love the Avengers. I can't. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think he went too far. Don't apologize. Own your opinion. He went too far, y'all. Not cool. Um, <laughs> where, cool. where are you from? California. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why the draw. All right. At yeah. uh, W. Uh, Bandoy tweets, will more news on Psylocke and Uncanny X-Force info be released during the comic? And who else is on the roster? What do we know? Here's what we know. We know that the roster includes Psylocke, it includes Puck, it includes Spiral, and it includes Storm. There are some other members of the team who I know about and who you guys might know about. You don't know about them. Um, But they are going to be very surprising. Read the end of the current Uncanny X-Force because we're not going to be able to tell you the full roster of the team until that book ends for very specific reasons. As far as news on Uncanny X-Force this weekend, uh, there are no specific announcements planned, but one of the things about checking out our live blogs is that if someone asks a question or if you're talking about an upcoming book, an editor might let something slip 
Uh, I know both Rick Remender and Sam Humphreys are here this weekend. We're going to have Sam on the show later. Yep. So we can certainly ask him stuff. We already had Rick uh, in a pre-tape yeah. that you guys will see tomorrow. Right. And he said nothing yeah. about Psylocke or anyone. He had a lot of goofy stuff to he say. He was. He's Rick. He was, he, was, he was a delight. He was lovely. Lovely human being. So, yeah. No uh, specific announcements, but but keep it keep it tuned to our live blogs, and we'll see if anything comes up. Yeah, at Lucas underscore Ackerman says, save the paper, read comics digitally. Mm, that's okay. a good point. But you know, I think of that. Great thing about so many of our books right now, three ninety nine and up, you get the paper com- you get the paper comic, and you get the digital code. You keep one, you give one to someone else, you share True. comics. It's it's awesome. And you, if you don't get the paper copy, then you don't get to bag and board it and save it someday for your babies. Is right? that a thing? I yeah, don't know. I know. People do that, yeah. Yeah, I, guess, I mean, I, I used to. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I know. New York. Tiny space. Tiny spaces. Um, I live out in Jersey where I just have, like, a mansion. <laughs> At the New 53. I like that name. At the New 53 <laughs> tweets, With Marvel now, will we see more diverse titles down the road? But diverse. Yeah, it's, it's hard to, what does diverse mean? I mean, is that, that's, a, that's actually a difficult point to address. I mean, we're, doing a, we're addressing a lot of different genres. Uh, we're doing different kinds of leading characters. Uh, if you look at the Marvel Now comics that just came out this week, because there's actually two that came out this week technically, because Red She-Hulk is a Marvel Now title. Um, so Uncanny Avengers and Red She-Hulk both came out this week. Two very diverse titles. Um, could not be more different, and that's just kind of a sampling of the type of stuff you're going to get. Totally. There you go. True believer. Uh, another one from Lucas says to Lorraine, saw you on My Damn Channel the other day mm-hmm. with Grace Helbig, and you just stood there while she bashed Rogue. And then he, he gives you an emoticon that's like a... Straight face. He's not really sad about it. He's not really angry. He's just kind of neutral. Uh, listen, they asked us who we, did, we, we cared for sort of the least or who we thought had the most pointless superpower. And she felt like Rogue didn't have her own power. You know? And I was like, well, Grace is entitled to her opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I let her have it. You can't... It's America. I can't force my opinion on her. Why not? Unfortunate. Ken and John Cerulli's America. Yeah. Um, the way things were meant to be. At Mighty Marvel tweeted a picture of Indestructible Hulk number two. Ask if it's a team up because it's got Iron Man and Hulk on the cover. They're both going to be in the book. Are they going to team up? Or are they going to fight? That's kind of, you know, how things happen at Marvel. Sometimes they fight. Then they team up. Totally. It's like Blake and Carrie. Except without the teaming up. Yes. Uh, another one from Creek83 says, we're all awesome. Thank you very much. You very and you're much. welcome for answering the questions. And Javadev tweets, can I expect Starhawk to appear in the next six months in a Marvel comic? Ooh, I love me some Starhawk. Starhawk is sometimes a dude and sometimes a lady. That's what's awesome about Starhawk. I will agree. Um, Starhawk, Guardians of the Galaxy staple. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy recently reappeared in Avengers Assemble. So that means they're out there, they're in play. Whether or not Starhawk shows up again would be a very interesting question. I love Starhawk because I don't know if I mentioned this, but Starhawk is sometimes a dude and sometimes a lady. Wait, say it one more time. really into that for some reason. It says a lot about that that we never knew. It's like Cloud from The Defenders. You love Cloud. I do love Cloud. (laughs) Cloud was sometimes a teenage girl and sometimes a teenage boy. One of the worst characters. I love Cloud. The costume was literally that she just had, she or he had a cloud covering their naughty bits. Yeah, just here, there, you know, Everywhere. what you need. Yeah. Stranger danger. Yeah. <laughs> You're the one who started this conversation yeah, you in a really awkward weird. way. You made it weird. 
You totally I never do. make it weird. I just make it cozy. Guys, we're going to lock it up now. Two minutes left. No more questions lightning for rounds. the podcast. Not a lightning round. I'm going to do my podcast wrap-up because for those of you who are listening at home, you're going to get, you know, when you're listening, when Blake, some point, releases this episode to the public, you're going to get uh, that in one nice tight package. So thank you to everyone who tweeted and has been watching and has been enjoying this. Thank you to Lorraine. Thanks to Blake. Thanks to Ben, Strami, Christina, everybody. Uh, really, Do you not remember my name? <laughs> I, you We've know, known each other for like a decade. I know. And I was standing... Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to be okay. It's old age. Uh, so, you are old. Yeah, thank you to everybody. This is Marvel. You are universe.